You've reached Hoop and Holler, a Square One podcast on basketball and other shenanigans. Danny Green, I'm mad at Danny Green. I just want to thank everybody that's been in my corner during this time. With Reagan Griffin Jr. Reagan, you're the best, man. I'm the clamp guy. I am the Giannis Antetokounmpo of Lion Center. Eddie Sun. Probably won't get hired by, you know, ESPN anytime soon. Because <laughs> we don't got that clutch connection. And Julio Martinez. On uh, Giannis and the Bucks, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. Please clap. It comes from at underscore underscore uh, KLU2 on Twitter. Bro, the fact that you knew there were two underscores before the to at underscore underscore KLU. He knows your that, Twitter. That means I'm tweeting it too much. But at, when it boils down, like, that's what we're here for is the yeah. basketball. Welcome to this episode of Hoop and Holler. I'm your host, Eddie Sun, joined by Julio Martinez and Reagan Griffin Jr. We took a bit of a hiatus, a one-week hiatus, a bi-week, we call it that. <laughs> um, but we're back. Julio is back from a Miami vacation. Jeez. We're back in the studio. Um, going to talk about latest stuff in the NBA surprises, disappointments, whether our outlook on the season has changed. But before we do that, Julio has a quick topic quick question yes i I definitely do so um as i was telling you guys at at the uh, in the pre-show i guess this nba season for me at least has um been marked by a lot of change that that's kind of the thematic uh word that i I could throw at this season whether it's you know new guys coming up um and, and really really standing out teams that even you know i'll admit that have been garbage for years putting up fights against good teams that you, you know there it feels like there's no rollover wins um the other big change that you know we've seen is that a lot of the scores haven't been and I think Eddie mentioned this last episode ha- haven't been like 130 to 150 r- ridiculous scores like that it's been like 100 to, to 90 um and that that's I I've I've grown to like that and it, it didn't take me a long time to do so and a lot has been made of, you know, a lot of the foul changes and the rule calls and how, how fouls are called. Um, although I think some of them are a little bit ridiculous, like some of the James Harden stuff, they are fouls. But I think that the refs and the NBA are going to continue to try to make a point to like, hey, we're not calling bullshit around here and just because you're a star. I think that's the other change that, that they've made. It's not only the, the little ticky-tack fouls, but it's only because you're LeBron, you get that foul. If it's, you know, Matthew Dellavedova, you're not getting that foul, you know? So I, that's the other thing I feel like they've changed. Um, but the next thing that they need to change, and this is something that I thought about e- even going back to last year, I'm like, hey, why don't why, why don't we get rid of this or punish teams that do this? Breakaway fouls. Take fouls. Yeah. Breakaway fouls are one of the most annoying things that can happen in a basketball game. I, I think the NBA has made it a, a, a good change on um, stopping from like refs delaying games in, in uh, like review stuff, like speed that shit up. The other way to speed uh, games up is by punishing teams by w- with breakaway fouls. Those are, you know, not only highlights that the NBA can use obviously on social media and to promote themselves, but it, it just makes a better experience for the fan. And when when that shit happens, it, it like it ticks me off. E- even if it's like let's say the Lakers 
Russell Westbrook fouling a, a breakaway dunk against Miles Bridges, let, let's say. That shit's annoying, bro. It's not good for the product. It's not good for for anything really. And that's and this is not like a a uh, uh, I'm, this is a rule change geared towards offense. No, this is a rule change geared towards fan experience. And so this is the next rule change that needs to happen. And I don't feel like enough people are talking about it. What you do is you like take the the rule that you have. What what's it called? Clear path. Clear fouls. path, yeah. and apply that to any sort of which I still mm-hmm. don't. That never really gets called consistently in my view because I thought clear path was just when you foul somebody and there's no defender behind you. But I feel like I see that a lot, and then there's still mm-hmm. no clear path called. What you do is you apply that rule to any sort of open court foul. Yeah, that's clearly not an actual attempt to stop. Now it kind of it can get kind of grimy there. Like yeah. I think it, it should be a judgment call. Like let the refs yeah. be the judge. And what should be the punishment? The same. I think clear path, like two shots in possession. Yeah. Yeah. Like as someone who loves to use this in two K games, you know the the the, oh, the, the breakaway foul. It's so horrible. No, like I'm completely with you. They should take it away. And it's funny and sort of ironic that the take foul is the reason why we saw. Um, Nikola Jokic, like, you know, yeah. like elbow Markeith. Oh, Markeith, we got to talk about that. Markeith rib-checked. Actually, yeah, let's talk about that because Markeith rib-checked Jokic, like, in in uh, attempt to do a take foul. Yo, how can you suspend Jokic and not suspend the other dude? That's bullshit. That I is so that. BS, like, bro. I mean... You cannot, you can't, you can't just say Jokic is worth. You you started it, bro. And Jokic, it wasn't an NBA. That wasn't an NBA uh, uh, um, move either, or foul either. I, I don't know, bro. Rib checked him with his elbow, hit him with his knee and hip, and the fuck, the fuck is that? You you think I'm an MVP, bro? You think I'm not gonna respond to that? I mean, I don't know. I I probably wouldn't have suspended either, dude. Because it's like, yeah, me neither. I, I get it. Like I mean, the whole thing goes back to the whole shit that happened with the um malice. Yeah, the malice in the yeah. palace, where it's like, oh, they want to crack down. And then you see dumb shit like fucking Rudy, Rudy <laughs> like, and Miles Turner had a like, hugging match or oh something. But it's no. like you know, Yoga's I feel like unless it's out. coming to like blows, yeah. and you saw like Tyler Hero, like not a, most twos <laughs> are not about it for real. So it's like it, you don't even have to de-escalate something that's not going to escalate if you're the NBA. So I I, don't, I guess they're I, trying to make an example out of Jokic, I, I, but to I an like extent it. I agree with you yeah. like that what Markeith did or Markeith Mar- was Markeith yeah. what Markeith did really wasn't all that different than what Jokic did except Jokic there was like no basketball involved and Markeith is smaller so Jokic is gonna have a little bit more of an impact shoving his body into him than the other way around. I, I do I do like that more player and I, I feel like this is like superficial fan WWE fan talk. Like I like that more players are being a little bit more tough or I don't know, it's, it feels like there's more competitive spirit. Do you see the Cade Jalen thing? The Cade and Jalen. That's Green what thing? that's what I really want to well, see. Well he through. I, I feel that Jalen's only he's like trying to make it something. I thought that Kate was funny because like Cade was like, what did he Kate say? He was like, I think it was all, all for the, the cameras, cameras. And we like, ended well, up with the The thing wins. is, Summer League, like, Cade was, like, with it, too. So mm-hmm. I don't know what exactly has changed. Uh-huh. But, like, like, I think there's a certain level There's something of, there. Yeah, right, there's, yeah. There, there's something there that, like, Cade probably would prefer it's, not address because he was the number one pick. But shoot, if, if, And it's his personality, too. He's just, like, quiet and laid back. Yeah, yeah. but he's still a competitor. He's still yeah. a competitor. So mm-hmm. that's going to be one to look forward to. I want more like that because the Jokic and Keith thing is, like, whatever, right? But when you have the best players actually with, like, 
you know, maybe not animosity, but like actual competitiveness, really like, against each other. That's always going to produce a good. The product. the the thing that you know I did want to bring up again that I mentioned a little bit earlier with the James Harden and the stars and AD AD's not getting the same foul calls. A bunch of stars aren't getting the same foul calls. Yeah. Like you, uh, defenders pushing. I feel like the the hip check kind of like the with hands and stuff is letting the refs are letting it go a little bit, which I love. Like let that shit go, bro. Like you be tough and go through it. It shows AD. Like don't be a mm -hmm. don't be a baby. You know. I mean, they are they are sort of like half allowing hand checks again. Yeah, like, and I and yes, I like it. Sir. Isn't it better? Yeah, hand check. I mean, it's like no, it, no, no. Because you better do some bullshit. Nah, it's hand, better, right? Hand checks are like a fair way. If you're like not extending. Here and using your hand as like a way to like that's a, not a hand check. Bro. Oh, you're talking about when like I put a hand on your no, body no, or something. No, no, but th that's what people consider a hand check, like mm -hmm. what you're saying wh when people put their forearms or whatever on a defender. But that shouldn't be considered like a hand check. That's not a that's not a foul. I'm literally guarding you, bro. There's different ways of like yeah, the I, interpretation of hand check because you talk to some people who like are really into one on one. They view a hand check as like when I'm. I wish you could see me right now to use a Julio exactly. Yeah, I, put yeah, I, put, I put my hand on your on your, your, on your or something or, or like on, on your, your belly your, button. Your stomach, right. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's like that. I mean, that's a little bit of gamesmanship because in the same vein, you can draw a foul like a like legitimate foul from through there. Or whatever. Right. So it's yeah. like I, I feel like that should be allowed, but once you start like actually actively pushing, that's when it becomes crossing the line for me but like yeah give the defenders a little bit of leeway i think yeah. like you mentioned it last episode eddie lower scores and you have no player in the nba averaging over 30 points right now yeah and, and the and the players that can adjust will adjust That's steph exactly. has adjust kd has adjust damien i don't damien just has a yeah he's had a rough go a rough go uh, uh james harden i don't know that that that's iffy but if you can adjust you will adjust so right. you know it's on you yeah i i can see i just um you got to give some defenders yeah. like, like some help. Give like, defenders fucking o offense is bro. like inherently at an advantage because they're the ones deciding yeah, where they're, they're the going to go, and, and so the defenders at their mercy already. Like I by just, default, I think I was watching the um, like James Harden was playing. I forget what team it was, but I think like after four times he did the same move, and the refs finally gave him a call, mm -hmm. and he you know threw he threw his hands up like finally. It's like I don't I don't even want to sympathize with James Harden, but the truth is like he got to an extent. Like no, James he Harden, did get fouled. no, like, he's been getting fouled. Like they have his hands but on. But they're his, like, just trying to make it a point. They're yeah, just trying to make it a which point. Which I'm not sure I'm exactly a fan of because I, I remember at the beginning of the season I think it was Steve Nash who said like they're using James Harden as like a poster child, which at the time it felt like I mean you get off your high horse, you know. But when you actually watch James Harden, you watch what be going on during NBA games. Some of it literally looks like a foul, and it's just like, and I guess that's part of the James Harden deal is he makes stuff look like a foul. Mm -hmm. But you go back and watch it, it's like, yeah, no, that was dead ass a foul. But they're not calling it because it's James Harden. Um, but I do appreciate, I guess, like now that the onus is on the referee and not James Harden, and the referee doesn't just defer to whatever James Harden yeah. like, is able to like make it look like. You that's know? I think that's the main thing. I feel like in the past years we've seen players dictate fouls, you know, yeah. and it's like it's not the player's job to dictate yep. what is a foul, what's not a foul. But now I think referees feel like they're more in control with what they can call and can't call. Yep. Um, but anyways, yeah. That's all that. You just gotta be consistent with it now. Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah. And I and also I do think because scores have started to tick up in the last week. Like we see this every year whenever the NBA implements something. The first couple weeks, first month, they're really harsh on it. 
And then That's I think true. they start to like relax a little bit. I, and yeah. then the playoffs come around and they start to like re reemphasize. I, I, I do want to say on the on the topic of struggles um, and people bringing up the the new ball and like players will get used to it. And then uh, like just just so people can get kind of an idea of what the new ball is. So the NBA ball, the Spalding ball, is like. Mm, how do I, how do I, it's a kind of like slippery and very hard, like a rock. Yeah. And so if you try to spin it, let's say uh, you're doing like a reverse layup, you're trying to spin it on the opposite side of the backboard so it can come back and go in the, in the, in the basket, the NBA ball will go up and, and the college ball, let's say, or like your Wilson AU ball will go back into the basket. Mm -hmm. I was going to say the other side. Wilson is like more grippy, spongier. Yeah. grippy, right? So if you spin it off the backboard, it'll go to the other side of the backboard. The NBA ball it's like a rock and slippery, so it goes up. Yeah, and I've so, been I've honestly been noticing this with Steph watching him every game because mm -hmm. his, like normally he's one of the best finishers in the league, but he's really struggled with some of his floaters, like yeah. using English off the glass. So the so Wilson, he's, yeah. he's had to adjust. The Wilson it. NBA ball is like somewhere in between that AU orange Wilson ball and the Spalding traditional NBA ball. Mm -hmm. It's like somewhere in the middle. So it, a little bit of change is. You know, experience, uh, players are going to experience should, some difficulties, but it's going to be... You should write something about that, because that's not being talked about, and that, like, will have a legitimate effect on what's going on, like, in terms of finishing. I'd be interested in seeing yeah. like, what the finishing statistics look like in mm -hmm. comparison to other years, but that's an interesting point. Yeah, I think finesse finishers have had to... It feels yeah. like they've had to adjust more. Well, it depends, because, like, some dudes who... Right, and they just figure out like they, some dudes don't use the same ball every time they get in the gym. Mm -hmm. Some people will just get the NBA ball and only play on NBA caliber uh, baskets and do all that. But some people like I'll play outside. You know, do like Kyrie Irving probably wouldn't have an issue. He's like, okay, yeah. mm -hmm. let me warm up with it real quick and I'll be straight. But mm -hmm. um, some people, I, I I feel like I sound like the the ball don't stop, dude. Pure <laughs> hooper. Okay, some pure hoopers put. Plastic bags around they basketball, so they figure that shit out. But like, no, it's a it's a legitimate thing. It's a legitimate thing. Shout out to the balls don't stop, dude. I thought he was annoying, but honestly, the way he monologues for an hour is kind he's of, a little annoying. It's kind of impressive. It, it's cool. Like I I was seeing some stuff on Twitter about it where it was like you know it's a little annoying, but like he has a clear idea of what his like standards for a good basketball player are, and he oh, yeah. articulate articulate or fuck talking about articulating i'm fucking up the word but he articulated in a way <laughs> that's funny he says it in a way that makes sense right so that's it's like funny. you give him credit for that right-handed so. layup left-handed layup two <laughs> foot in the paint <laughs> one dribble stop. pull up two dribble pull up three dribble seven dribble pull up cross he step hezzy step back <laughs> i'm like okay you got it all right um i wanted to bring up something because i came across this scrolling through twitter one day and it was Someone who works in, you know, like data science and basketball, you know, like nerds, analytics, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but there's like a very loose relationship. It's not like statistically significant, but there is a relationship that the less passes per half court possession, the more points per possession you score. So essentially it's saying that when you pass less in um, a half court possession, mm. your team like on that possession tends to get more points. Um, out of the possession. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I so mean, it would, it would, it, I feel like that falls under the same umbrella as like the Rockets, James Harden being the most efficient, you know, mm -hmm. playing basketball. It's like he only going to need to make one pass. So the thing is, like, it might be more obvious in today's basketball, like lead guard heliocentrism, right? But I still feel like 
you know, the ideal of basketball, like when people talk about team basketball, they still talk about ball movement and, you know, like circulating the ball around, like getting everybody involved. And even like all those years when we were watching the Rockets and you hear commentators say things like, oh, like the way James Harden plays is like, you know, like he's very good, but how how can he do that? And his teammates are not getting involved, this and that. But, you know, like according to the numbers, and it's like it's not a very notable relationship, but in general, not just James Harden ISOs, but across the league, when you average less passes, you tend to score more points. And like the way I think about it, it, it kind of makes sense because defenses nowadays are really smart and they know who to help off of and they know who to leave open. They know who to um, what player to put in a disadvantageous situation. And if you let the ball cycle around and find the weak spot in an offense, the team knows how to capitalize off of that. Yeah. Like if you have a if you have a, a three point shooter that <laughs> sucks from the right wing like they're going to leave him open on the right wing, right? So even if you s- cycle the ball around many times, like it's going to find that weak spot. Yeah. So, I mean, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. But I guess my question is, do we want to watch a basketball product that is kind of becomes allergic to passing because we realize that it, no. it it's not as um, useful as, you know, uh, an offense with less passes. Not allergic to passing, but you definitely <coughs> want to watch star power. And let me give you what that stat prob I haven't looked into it. What that stat probably doesn't account. It's how many uh uh let, let's see how I can put this. How many a field goal attempt cuz they're all averages, right? Mm-hmm. Right? So it probably doesn't account for how many field goal attempts an ISO or, you know, no pass uh, um, score or shot versus how many times teams move the ball around because obviously you're going to get way more shots as, as for the ISO shots let's say what do right? you mean so you get more opportunities to score points there well so the way the stats work is points per possession right so a possession that like and every there's far right? less possessions where teams move the ball around you think teams ISO more than they like I would say so. Really, I think. I mean, it all because well, are we considering a DHO handoff or a DHO a pass? I, yeah, anytime the ball switches hands. I think. Wait, is it like zero passes? No, or it's like, like it's, one it's, to. So they're it's saying su- there's, it's super there's a, minimal. There's it's a, like uh, one to three. Damn, I'm trying to recall my high reg- school statistics. A regression. Class. Like there's a um, a direct correlation between the amount of passes. Like. There's an inverse relationship between amount of passes and points scored per position. Yeah, but it's like it's not. Shout out, Mr. Cliff. It's Thank not you. a. It's not Stats um. Teacher. It's not like significant. Like there's a lot of noise in the data. You know, it's like some some teams pass more and still score more points. Like it's not. It's not like super um clear, right? But there is something there essentially. So there, like there's a whole bunch of data points, but then you have the one. Yeah, the one like the, regression line. Man, I, this is giving me PTSD going back to fucking stats. It's just I, like I didn't to me. Stats, so. To me, it's um, because <laughs> what it shows me is that I think passing in the NBA, like passing in basketball, like you still need to pass because that's the way to, like, yeah, definitely. You know, like, that's the way to capitalize on opportunities. But it shows you just how talented players, star players in the NBA are now that they can be tasked to handle the load of creating offense mm-hmm. and that can oftentimes be better the one star player than involving four or five players oh, on hell the court. Yeah. and I it's like, like it's it's hard mm-hmm. to say because like normally in sports we talk about the evolution of players 
it's hard to see players becoming less talented, right? And the more scoring talented these players are, the more and more we're going to think about ISO basketball, like simple pick and roll, you know, single high pick and roll basketball, right? Like the less we're going to have complicated sets and things like that, the more talented the players become. So I, I guess try to, because I, I don't even know if I'm going to get this right, but try to follow me here because I'd be interested in condensing that data from like all of the amounts of passes that could happen on a given possession and then looking at like one to five or zero to five passes and seeing what that looks like because I would venture to say that like, okay, once you start going beyond four passes that there's likely to be like an overpassing on that possession. Either that or you've like really just fucked up the defense and they're chasing you all around the court. But more likely than not, somebody tried to drive it. It didn't work. They kicked it out. There's no open shot and they're just like passing to try to get something off on the possession. Yep. But if you're hitting that two, three pass sweet zone where it's like, okay, That's there was an advance plays. created yeah. and then there was, you know, pass to Juan Toscano Anderson who knew what to do with it, dumped it off to whoever, Gary Payton for a fucking, you know, reverse slam dunk. That shit was ridiculous. But, like, there's a sweet spot for the amount of passes on a possession that would make sense for a given action that was run. So I would say, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that there a higher amount of passes indicates a lower amount of points per yep. possession, but rather, like, once you start overpassing, yep. that means it was probably a dead possession. But if you look at like a zero pass possession, I'm sure that's like less points produced than like a two pass. Yeah, possession. yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Great point. Data analysis. <laughs> Fuck you talking Great point. About? Great point. Because yeah. mo most actions ran are probably three, four. Contextualize. Because like shit. I, I think about the Rockets offense, right? Like there's obviously a lot of passes that are needed to be made in the in the Rockets like hard and ISO offense but it was always one pass right maybe mm. one additional swing and it's like then a three went up or a lob a lob a one up. pass possession might be the I would guess I would guess would be the highest points produced but the thing to me is when we look at a one pass possession I think most people at least for me as well I don't think of it as like ball movement right it's no. just it's ball you create movement. an you yeah. create an advantage and uh you, you pass the ball to the open person like and as as much as you know as much respect as i have for pop and the spurs don't nobody want to watch that bro what is it so, sometimes that's cool no no that's why that's why it's like it, it's fun to see when it comes because it's not a regular thing like when you see it, it goes boom 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 you're like whoa that was pretty but put that on like a every possession type shit Hell no. I mean, it can't be every possession because don't nobody want to watch like, that. And I, like, yeah, I was saying the Warriors are like a evolved version of it because like once an advantage is created, I think one of the more fun things to watch in basketball are what shout out PD Webb because he put me onto this uh, vocabulary, which is like a connector player. I think it was mm -hmm. where it's like, OK, I'm not great at creating advantages myself, but I know what to do with an advantage once it comes my way to either maintain or increase that advantage on the defense. So yep. when you have a bunch of connector players like a Juan Toscano Anderson, like uh, Tyrese Halliburton, I might even slide like a Jay Crowder to an extent just because like from a passing chop standpoint, he knows what to do with the ball once it comes his way. Mm -hmm. um, when you have a bunch of connector players, like that's pretty fun to watch once the, the the primary creates an advantage and starts kicking to the connector players, which is why the Warriors are so fun to watch because it's like, yeah, yeah, JTA, Andre Guadala, Draymond Green, hella dudes that know what to do with the ball once the advantage. You really love JTA. I really JTA do like JTA. Guy. I like JTA a lot, but. I yeah. guess. I don't, well, okay. Talking about the Warriors, this was not a Warriors specific. <laughs> I mean, they're an segment. example of like the more passes on a yeah. given position. Yeah, and, that, and that, that's the thing. Like, why 
me watching the Warriors and me watching the rest of the NBA, it's very interesting because sometimes the Warriors do overpass. Like, mm. they overpass way more than they underpass. And sometimes it's like, damn, you know, like, run some pick and roll, you know, like, this this, uh, this set, like, split action set is, like, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work. Like, you end up with the ball in a wide-open Draymond Green three, and oh it's like, that's that's not, that's not what you want out of a possession. Um, but, yeah, moving on, we wanted to talk about sort of surprises disappointments just things that have piqued our interest in this early part of the nba season but frame it around the um frame it around if our championship expectations or if our just expectations on how this nba season is going to play out has changed and um talking about the warriors obviously that's going to factor in a lot them being you know the best team in the NBA right now. No, they're not the best team. In the NBA. I mean, you ask they, me, man. Jeez. I'm not. This is not opinion. I'm you just saw, saying I mean, I told, they have the best record. I told y'all after record. game one, night one. I wish I would have said it in the preseason because all the things that I thought could happen ended up happening. But you had, like, you had no I guts. Did, I did not have the guts okay, to say it after. Okay, I, I did not have the guts to, to say it preseason. <laughs> but after watching one game, it was like, yeah. It, it happened. Like, all the experimentation that Steve Kerr did. After watching just, one game I, against us? After watching one we're game We're horrible. Against, I know we suck. So, you guys... Well, or I don't they, know they, we. They, they barely I beat us. I am a Grizzlies fan. They barely beat us. I am a Grizzlies fan. I don't they know barely beat us. They barely beat a what trash team. What I'm saying team. is, when you watch the Warriors don't do play... Don't do that. It's like... <laughs> Very sustainable <laughs> basketball, and you can tell it's sustainable because they're ten and one, and it's not like perfect night in and night out. But it doesn't. It, it's contingent on Steph in the sense that he's the engine. His who they've been is playing? The Let me see. Let me go, see. Go check the record, man. There's only one see, loss. Th- so you know who that was? This too. is. <laughs> yeah. One. This is the stat. I hate when people are like the Warriors have only played under 500 teams. Well, when you beat everybody, they're gonna be under 500. You know what Especially I mean? Especially when it's only ten games into the season, right? like. If you beat the Charlotte Hornets, who I think are now under 500, well, it's like, yeah, because you beat them, they're under 500. If you lost them, they'd be 500, right? If you beat, I know Atlanta's like really bad right now, but Atlanta is a contending team, right? Like if you beat the Clippers, Clippers are seven and four or whatever. Especially but, once they get Clay back. Mm. But okay, so I just wanted to pose this question then, since we're on the, since we're all, you know, interested in the Warriors. Yeah. Are they our no favorite out what, of the what, West? What, what percent? No. Likely, do we no. think they win the championship? I give it that. Ooh, 30. Yeah. 30% chance. 30, okay, so about one in three. Like, how many teams? Actually, no. How many teams? When you put it like that, no. How many teams can I have 20, winning the championship? 20, 25. Okay. Uh, Nets, Bucks, Heat, Boring Lakers. And let them do what I feel like they should do. Yo, uh, the other thing, like not to get off topic... The Nuggets with MPJ, especially if that shit oh, yeah. is, is his herniated disc, bro. Yeah, no, people not people not talking about that. Yeah, enough. he might be back up. Especially if that that's his disc, which sucks because it's like yeah. Um, so right I would have included them in my low key championship picture, but shoot, six teams. What's a hundred divided by six? Six sixteen point six something like that. No way. Damn, you just did bro. that off rip, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> Let me know if I'm right. I could. I, I might be bullshit. Hundred divided. Nah, by six times six is sixteen point six 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 yeah. six six. Continue. Oh shit, bro. <laughs> Never mind. Let Damn. me not say nothing. You bro, a genius. Gonna get a- uh, I'd probably give him like a fifteen really? percent chance. Twelve, ten, ten, ten percent. Yeah, it's higher than that for me. They, they're, they're you watch them. It's like they they have all of the intangibles of a championship team. 
they have experience, they have good coaching, they play great defense, and they have an X factor, multiple X factors once you get Clay back. They have all of the pieces that you that make up a championship caliber team. And it's not like they're the only team who has it, but they're the team that has it in spades. Eddie Eddie would say that they already have two X factors. Yeah. Right now they oh do. God. They do. I mean, shit, if you're looking huh. defensively. They have the defensive player of the no, year, the no, MVP no. on the team right now. No, no, I, I thought you were talking about uh Jordan, Jordan Poole. Poole. Oh. oh shit. Yeah. No, I'm talking about your least favorite player. Yeah, um God. I think barring current health, so not even Clay coming back. Oh my god. You Wiseman think you can back. win without Clay? I think you're fucking tripping, bro. I think ten and one without Clay. I think we make it out the oh West. My god. With I, current health, <laughs> oh, I mean, hell who, no. like, I, who I'm, in the West is stopping? Exactly, no. I'm looking at the West Us. right now. I don't. We're horrible, but no, ain't no. It, it, we're horrible, but nothing. It's just we're horrible. We're bad. The, like, the West unless, isn't okay, great unless, right now. Unless um, unless a trade like a, a meaningful trade is made, like if the Lakers, we not trading nobody. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly the, don't the know. Only, where you the guys only go. the only tradable pieces are Kendrick Nunn and THT, and Kendrick Nunn is hurt, so you probably can't trade him. So is THT. So you you're not making a trade. Yeah, nope. I mean if the if the current picture of the West stands right now as in like Kawhi doesn't come back like you know in we, February or something. Let's put money on it right now. Right now. I don't I don't put money on these things. Right now, bro. I put if money the, on a lot they, of things. If just, they play in the playoffs and I'm and I'm giving you the 50-50 series Warriors versus Lakers. I'm not giving you no like odds or some sh- the Lakers winning. I put what is that a fifty? Yep, I put. It's money the only on money that. I had. I put. Man. I put twenty on it. So what? So so how does? So <laughs> you threw a debit card. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like a Cold Stone card or something. Fucking oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, frozen yogurt. Yeah, frozen yeah, bro, yogurt. you got that, bro. Subway. Hell no. So what? So what is this? If the Warriors play the Lakers, that's what, the, what are the odds right now? Are the Warriors favored, or are the Lakers still favored over the Warriors? I think the. Well, I think the Warriors are making it out the West, given their like current West picture. Okay. Health. The the bet is twenty bucks if they if they play in, in a seven game the series. La- First of all, like from a defensive standpoint, the Lakers have been. Like, oh yeah, we're horrible. Terrible. No, no, we're, we're horrible on every in every facet of the game. Every facet. So why would? I'm giving you the advantage, this is, bro. This is this is I'm, called controlling the no, narrative, no, no, right? Like, here. I'm giving you the advantage. Okay. Do you dead ass think that? No, ser- okay. no, 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 okay. no. Seriously, I watch every. Ga- no, I-, I actually stopped watching Lakers games. Yeah, it's probably frustrating. Yeah, no, and, and no, it, no, it wasn't even frustrating because you could like, I-, I predicted it. Like in the off season show, one of the players that I said stay away from by all means is Russell Westbrook. Right, like he's just terrible. Even in his great games against the Miami Heat, bro still has eight to ten turnovers. Like that shit is so frustrating. Takes a horrible shot. Doubles. Takes a horrible shot at the end of regulation thinking like, bro, you're not Kobe. You're not Clay. You're not nobody, bro. Like, like give the ball to AD and, you know, even, even our offense, like we're getting away with ha- number, number one, having a bad schedule. Number two, it's like, it's like Melo having his great games. It's like a, it's, it's keeping y'all afloat. What do you what? No, what do you say? Um, it's like double sided, sweet and not sweet and sour. Bittersweet. Bittersweet. Because number one, like yes, it's great that we finally <laughs> have a sour. <laughs> we finally we finally have like a reliable three point shooter, a catch and shoot shooter shooting like sixty percent at home. But bro, really thinks like he's in a big four now. It's I mean, so shit. fucking frustrating. If it was a big three on the Lakers, who's in it? Russ or Melo? Fucking 
LeBron, AD, and Kevin Hart. I, I don't know. The the the, the, the biggest celebrity at, at the game. I, Bro, I don't know. It's definitely not Russ or If you or look, Melo. here's the biggest thing with the Lakers to me. And I'm not going to sit up here and act like I've just watched like every minute of every game. I've only not watched two games, by but the way. When you watch the Warriors last year, to me there was a clear intention by Steve Kerr to say we're going to figure this shit out for this for the following seasons, right? And that's not what the narrative said. with the Lakers or the Lakers apologists right now is like, oh, just give it time. They're going to figure it out. They just got to work some things out, iron out the kinks, wooty woo, blah de blah. It's like what's being ironed out because I don't see like things no. like there's no there's no intention when you watch the Lakers. Yeah. They're just like. And- like and they're is, playing pickup, and, yeah. and they're trying to figure it like that. You're not going to figure it out with no intention. And your coach, like Frank Vogel, has had his nah, moments in L.A. where it's like you're cool, like defen- defensively. Not, it's, it's like not great his to fault. have you. It's not his. It's fault. not his fault. But it's like he's not a good enough offensive mind to like go in and say we're going to do X, Y, and Z, and that's how we're going to figure it out. But it, the, I put zero onus on him and all the onus on the players. Like that's that's just my opinion and. You know, it's not Frank. Vo- you think Frank Vogel calling the shots on I'm not who say, they I'm not on saying who they Frank, signing? I'm not saying Frank Vogel's Hell the problem. No. What I'm saying is Frank Vogel ain't gonna have the solution. And, and, and okay, and and the, and the other thing is that uh, we have like nine active players right now. It's like everybody's hurt, so mm-hmm. we're we're not gonna be fully healthy. Mm-hmm. Just wait till prob- Austin Reeves comes back. Probably <laughs> until, and you know, Laker fans might be scared of this, but probably till January. Yeah. I, I I don't know if you guys saw Kendrick Nunn. In Rondo's uh, like IG live one time, mm-hmm. like a few weeks back, bro was limping, bad, like super super bad, and he was supposed to be uh, reevaluated last week yeah. to to see if he can return. I mean, they said like, they he said, not even close. They said Bron was going to be out a, a week, and it and it turned into a month, and, and then all of a sudden, Windhorse went on ESPN and said no, like it's going to be like two weeks or something. So. You know, it's we're gonna be battling injuries. We're gonna be battling uh, stupidity. We're gonna be battling. <laughs> it's like in the midst of battling all of those things, right? Because you know, LeBron's got to be out here and there. Russell Westbrook's a warrior. He'll probably be out there every night, right? But AD's gonna have his nicks and, and bruises here and oh there, right? God, so you know, like when do you figure it out? No, it, no. When do you, you figure all, it out? No, no. And, and people have this vision of, I, like, I'm super realistic. People have this vision of figuring it out. Uh. uh for the Lakers, at least, their their vision of that is like we're we're playing as fluid as you guys may see the Warriors playing. Or no, that's just not going to happen. It's mm-hmm. always going to be ugly. We're going to figure it out to a point good enough to get some wins. Dang, yeah. you're saying and that's how it is. Battling injuries, battling stupidity. I will say there's some battles that can't be won, and and sometimes stupidity is not not one of those battles it's bad bro but like, I, like, I mean of course i still so think bad. the lakers are going to be up there at the end of the year i think the suns no one's talking about them they've won six straight they're going to be solid again um what do you think the jazz are you know the, like they're going to be there so like i'm not saying the west is you know in shambles but it's definitely not the vaunted western conference that given how good the warriors have looked right now and given how Sustain, sustainable. It's not like anyone's shooting out the gym. Like Steph has not even gotten hot. Like he just got hot and started, you know, like doing stuff. But the what the Warriors are doing right now is sustainable before Clay even comes back. And the West, I think, is just not as strong and top heavy as it was it's before. Not. That, like, yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think, right. Like as it looks right now, like if let's things, put money on it. 
The Lakers look horrible. I would put money that the Warriors go further than Lakers. No, no, bro. I'm because I know, I know, play. I know what's going to happen is they going to play. They won't even see each other head to head, and the Lakers going to go out in the first round, and it's going to be, oh, LeBron wasn't fucking trying because he just decided not. not to try this year. Well, yeah, it'll, it'll be that storyline. If no, if, bro, if, at a certain if, point, if it's like, AD, oh, if AD and no, Russ don't play, bro, I was, I can, I will, I would put money up if the bet is the Warriors go further. Why are you scared? I'm not scared. You're, you're scared. You're the one that says I don't like to bet, so let's only bet if they I play each other. I only bet when I'm extremely confident. I'm extremely confident about this 10 games. Let's say season. if they play each other in the playoffs. See, you're scared. That's my you bet. Were saying like I'm saying that no matter what the avenue is, whether they play each other or whether they don't play each other, the Warriors are going further than the Bro, Lakers. Bro, I'm just talking about if they play each other. I don't Bro, know. Bro, see, you scared. I, I don't know about injuries. I don't know about uh, okay, uh, matchups. Okay, bar- barring injuries, if the, the, the Warriors go farther than the Lakers. No, no, I'm talking about if they play each other. What? I'm talking about if they play each other. Why is it so specific to the matchup? Because I'm just trying to make it a point that even if they're 10 and 1 and we're. Who's better, the Lakers or the Warriors? Better? Who's who's more primed to go further in the playoffs? Or who do you believe will be more primed to go further in the playoffs? I don't know. What the fuck are we arguing about? (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about if they play each other. So why? Okay, let's let's unpack that then. Why in a head to head matchup would the Lakers. Usurp the Warriors. I don't know. I, I got you. Just I'm calling I, bullshit. I on mean, you. It's, I got, like, I got I can, player. I, can, I, got I can player, answer you. I got I player one and three. It's, it's LeBron and AD. Like yeah, I got player one and that's three. That's the that's the that's the only answer. That's the only solution. <laughs> like, and they better go crazy. You know. And and, and, and I can. and I know like he's not a true Lakers fan, ladies and gentlemen. If the Warriors <laughs> played the, fan. if the Warriors played the Lakers, I'm a you would fan. you would root for the Warriors. If I had money up on it, no, no, no. Just plain and simple, you would root for the Warriors. Well, what are the Grizzlies doing? Are they in the playoffs? No, let, let's say they're they're out, or let, let's say the Lakers and the Warriors played each other in round three, Western Conference Finals. I'd probably root for the Lakers, but I would think that the Warriors would win. And he as the Warriors would, the that's a fucking that's lie. not. I'm that's not no <laughs> he, lie. He'd I be would, like Steph I hits would, a three. God damn. I would certainly root for the Lakers. But like, I would be sitting there like, watch the Warriors bust our ass, and when they started busting our ass, I'd be like, yep. And I have fun doing it because they're a fun team to watch. But it's like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'll you'd have it. fun watching us suffer. Wow. Yeah, because the Warriors that are a fun is team not to a watch. true fan. I mean, uh, that's you, a basketball you, fan. You, you I don't do, have fun watching. I get frustrated. You love no. it. Yeah, I stop when watching. When Miami be busting our ass, you be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's only because I know they're actually not going to beat us. What? You know, you know, like when you call so yourself, so you admit that realistic. the Warriors are a threat to beat the Lakers. Yeah. What? No, because you said no you know. Sense. No, because you said that you only are able to root for Miami against the Lakers because you know they wouldn't beat us for. But real. no, I just don't like the Warriors. Uh, okay. I like Miami. I love Miami. Uh-huh. What, okay. you, what, what don't you like about the Warriors? That their that their whole fucking fan base is like that. It just disappeared. <laughs> it feels good. It feels good. Reappeared like a, like a fucking magician. It feels great. Like, damn. I didn't hear you talking last year. Last two years. Oh yeah, because we suck. But okay, I, I have another question. If the Lakers and the Clippers faced each other oh my in a series God. right Please now, stop. The Lakers taking who wins? Please stop Lakers that taking shit. that. Okay, Lakers I, taking I'm, that. I'm just curious. Paul George, what, what you you going for Paul George? I think that's another thing I wanted to bring up. Paul George, I I don't know. I feel like he's a top five. Let NBA him player. let him top be a number one. Five? Let him be a number one. He top is a number one five? right now. No, no, no. I I totally like go elsewhere. Let him be a number one. Because because you guys know how I felt. The well, year okay, he okay. finished third in MVP well, voting. There, there's a difference between, and I, I wanted to give you the floor to justify your statement, but I want to clarify 
what you're saying. Top, he's played like a top five NBA player over the course of the season. Or when you look at the scope of NBA players, you pick out your five. He's one of those five. Who's yeah. better, Giannis or Paul George? Giannis. Who's better, Steph or Paul Steph. George? Who's better, KD or Paul KD. George? Who's better? Uh, who else I have in my top? Because like five? right now, Jokic, Jokic. Okay, Jokic is better. Okay, who's better, Luca or Paul George? It's tough now. It's not it's about really who's playing as well. Like Dame or Paul George. Dame hasn't been playing well, but who's better? I like I like PG better now. I just, it's it's sort of egregious, but, and it's like he's done this before, so that's why I'm not John ja Morant not or Paul George. PG, give me John ja Morant, it's, of course. But well, like, it's I'm, PG. I'm, I'm just curious on how much of like, this is contingent on this year. Because like PG can play a lead guard type role, like he is right now, at like putting up 28 points and like five assists. Go back to Indiana. That'd be a he gets, perfect fit for you. Go go he, away. He's doing what he did in Indiana, but on the Clippers right now. Yeah, but, but better. When, Ka- but when, he's Ka- even when better. Kawhi comes back, it's gonna ruin his fucking rhythm, his 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 ability to be a number one like he's meant to be. Go well, yeah, elsewhere, cause, cause bro. He's a, he's a better number go one than Sacramento. Kawhi Leonard. Go to go to Sacramento. He, he's go to Sac- a he's a better lead. And I've said this since they teamed no, he's up. Not. PG's he's, a better number one option than Kawhi Leonard. Oh God, he 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 Kawhi. makes a team. He's a better, better primary. I don't know about number one option. Well, I mean that—that's sort of what I mean. Like, let him handle the rock. Let him make decisions. Let him be the guy. Because again, like right now, he like what is he? He's averaging like twenty-eight yeah, eight rebounds and five assists and like three steals a game. He's playing like elite defense. Like, I mean, he's always been an elite defender. He's always been one of the best shooters in the game. He's always been one of the best shot creators in the game. He's so, really good at facilitating. So, what's the problem when Kawhi comes back? Paul George is currently through eleven games, averaging a cool twenty-seven. And five point four assists, eight rebounds. So when a guy like Kawhi comes back, what's the issue? Is that Kawhi? Kawhi hijacks the offense. Is that he hijacks the offense. He hijacks go the elsewhere. Offense. Why'd you Why'd you sign a contract extension? Look, I don't I don't know how Paul George feels, Fuck. but he's on like honestly he's been hiding as a top ten player in plain sight the last many years when he was when he was. Playing behind Russell Westbrook, even though he was way better than Russell Westbrook. Go to when New he Orleans. Was playing number two behind Kawhi, even though he he's always been a better player. Go to than Minnesota. Kawhi I don't know. He, he, I don't he's a he's a number one option on a team right now where your second best player is is Reggie Jackson. So Reggie Jackson's really good. Like this, and that team right? is seven and four. Like they like they should trade Kawhi. Like Honest, what would you do? Honestly, what would you do? What would you do? If you get it's going to get ill. Go go get off that contract before it becomes you know overloaded with injury problems Ill. and you know whatever. Ill. Get your guess your get your first round picks. Get You're your Ill. get shy Gilgis Alexander back. You know like yo, <laughs> he would not want shy he would, back. He would not let uh, himself. He would I'm, not let the Clippers. But like, I'm serious to, because okay. PG has been a number two option all these years. We don't think of him as a let's just say top ten top ten player. He used to be. Until he started fucking his shit up. But he was better than he ever was in Indiana. Better than Here's, he ever was in early OKC see, the, days. the interesting thing about Paul George, because there was a time where I feel like he was consensus top 10, and that's when he was in yeah, Indiana. Yes. Right? Was definitely. Then, when, yes, I would, I would when he, he was, was my favorite player. Hell is, yeah. He, he's like way, not way better, but he's like a lot better than he was in Indiana. But, but what, I'm, what I'm saying is like the perception of Paul George flipped after he broke his ankle because it took him some time to get back. Yeah. And then after... He turned the cold shoulder on the Lakers in free agency, right? Mm-hmm. That's when the narrative about Fraud. Paul George 
started to change a little bit, and then Fraud. that's when it was like, oh, okay, the Gatorade you went to commercial, OKC, and like, yeah, and then he, not clutch, the, blah blah blah. The, the Clipper shit happened, and then it was like, we really don't fuck with Paul George, and then, and then he then started it was saying like some bullshit the, about the, being the, a Clippers fan his whole life. Bad playoff game. So I'm saying a lot of this kind of has to do with perception. Yeah. Um, and the playoff performance in that particular year didn't help a lot. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking in terms of, of, of skill set, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can be with you that a sure. significant argument can be made for Paul George yeah. top. Like 10. if you just go off, sure, com- but it's not all complete, skill set. Complete package skill set wise, sure. There's that, like that, that's fine. It might no. only be KD who was more. Kyrie right? would like, be number one or two. That's fine, but Kyrie I mean, would be one or two. I don't think he's just talking skill. Yeah, I'm talking about like the the confluence of skill, size, and defense. You know, like all of that. Right. Like, what does Paul George not do well? I wanna no, ask no, that. I, that's why I loved him as a player, and like his skill is just insane. Well, I just don't yeah. like him. I'm not really coming for you, like specifically, but for the people who would be like, oh fuck no, Paul George isn't top ten. He's not even top fifteen. Like, what does Paul George not do well? Be aggressive in situation, just like AD. Be aggressive in situations that your team needs you to be aggressive. Like, I mean, even like, then, like, I would argue terms, that wasn't is, true. In terms of offensive, like, like, but like he, skill set, he's better than Kawhi, but he right? Does like be in, in his bag. But in in the playoffs, when they need him to, he bro, did. shies away. I mean, but last but year, last right year when he... they were playing the Phoenix Suns and they took, but him there's to no six pressure games. on him. There's no pressure on him. What do you mean there was no pressure? on there's him? There's no pressure on him. I mean, I guess less so than in a championship year because after Kawhi got hurt, but there's it's no like pressure when Kawhi's in the building, right, and he's healthy, then those that's not Paul George's show anymore. Why not? He's he's better than because Kawhi. everybody thinks like you and they think Kawhi Leonard is okay. Then go elsewhere. <laughs> Go but elsewhere. Then, so, why'd so, you sign with Kawhi? But then, then you're gonna say there's no pressure. Why? Why'd you sign you know with Kawhi? What I'm saying? It's like it's, you can't win with if you're Paul George. Why'd you sign I, with Kawhi? Huh? Why'd See, you that's sign why with you're Kawhi? mad. That's you're tight. Why'd you sign you're with tight. Kawhi? <laughs> like it's, I, I was mad too. But like I feel like we have to be fair to like what he is as a player. Like he's very yeah. fucking good. He's, he's kind of in, he's in between the best a rock number and a two. Place. No, he, he's he's not. I mean, he is the best number two, but he's. A great number one is he's, what he is. He's in between a rock year, and a hard place. I remember a the great year, number one the is year a championship when he finished, player. He is a championship player, but the year when he finished third in MVP voting behind uh, uh, when he was in OKC that year, yeah. he was a third best volume three-point shooter in the game behind Stephen Clay. And it's like we're talking about a dude who's the third best shooter in the game, and also was like six ten with like all sorts of ball skills, shot creation skills. I don't know if may, that like, maybe the best in defender that specific in the game. year. I don't know if that third best shooter in the game holds, but he is one of the better shooters. Like he is, if if let's say Paul George couldn't do anything, and, and you were like, go be Duncan Robinson. He can be Duncan Robinson. Yes. is what I'm saying. Hey, Except yeah. he can do like twenty other things at an not elite, but like very good level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like. Because he's, he's, he's been a number annoying. two, because he has his perception, because he has all these things, we don't we, like we don't even talk about him in in the pantheon of current NBA greats. If he retired right now, would he be a Hall of Famer? Yes, they absolutely. Put everybody in the yeah, Hall that's of true. Fame. Okay, everybody. even if the Hall of Fame was like arbitrarily more selective, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of with you, Eddie. I, I feel like he gets a bad rap in it. I, I'm kind of like it's because I. I, I really yeah. wanted to see how the Clippers did this year. And the fact that they're seven and four right now and that I mean you, there's yeah. nothing on that team outside of Paul George except when Reggie Jackson gets hot. Like that's it. And like he is And yep. again, like you know how I feel about carrying. Like I'm not I'm not a fan of carrying, but mm. he is as the number one option and the next best option is like a very far away number two. He is putting that team on his shoulders and leading them to 
becoming like a very solid playoff team without much help. Y- y'all talking like the scrutiny and the media narrative that that uh, falls on Paul George is all on the media or no, it's created not. by Elsa. Because, 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 he Paul, creates George, that shit because too. Paul George says a lot of stuff and he's a pathological liar and this, yes. this, and that. But we have gotten too far about away. Doc Rivers. Like, why are you blaming Doc about, Rivers, bro? We don't talk about his basketball game. And his basketball nice. game not he just, just doesn't do it in big moments. His output is worthy of definitely top 10. And it's like right now, I think he's better than, I mean, it's tough, but like he, he might be better than Harden, better than Luka, better than so Dane. So when better than Kawhi comes back, there is no excuse. There shouldn't be, except when Kawhi gets the ball, he's going to take a two dribble pull up and score from 18 feet. And score 40. I mean, <laughs> I guess. But let's, I, okay, I wanted to. Not to not to hang on this topic. We got a little bit of time, but um, just to go to the Eastern Conference right now, Chicago and Washington lead the Eastern Conference. A team like Atlanta that people thought would be good is near the bottom. Like Boston's in the middle. Brooklyn is somewhere there. Philly's also up there. Has anything changed in the East? In Chicago and who? Washington. My oh, yes, Wizards. Washington. So, and, and, My and Wizards. Your Bulls too. So it's like it's like a double edged yeah. sword because it was like it's sweet damn, and sour. He was real. I thought it was your Bulls. Hmm? No, yeah, because I, I was kind of poking fun because yeah. it's like the Wizards are up there. They're number one, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like I didn't sure didn't see that shit coming at all, and we kind of berated bullshit, you on the podcast. But it's bullshit. All right, it probably won't sustain itself. But then also the Bulls who were like. C tier for you? Yeah, I, I didn't low C tier. They're also good, but it's like they're C tier for me too. I think with the Bulls is a lot of people top. did not anticipate them being, myself included, this good defensively. Defensively, defensively kind of was my question. Yeah. Um, you know, Alex Caruso obviously doing a lot. Lonzo doing a decent amount. Um, Vucevic, surprisingly okay. And mm-hmm. I, I would be interested. I haven't necessarily done this work yet, but dissecting the ways in which like the bigger, slower-footed dudes are able to become more effective defensively because it's not just Vucevic. Jokic is kind of in the same mold where they're able to scheme him in a way where mm-hmm. he's not just like passable but he's actually really effective so yeah i don't know i think that'd be an interesting but does does the championship outlook change at all oh, I, I think my mine changed a little bit i'm willing to go as far as to say that i mean even though i i had miami in my a tier but i had him at, at three you think they're i'll put one? him at one i'll put him at one now it's funny because just maybe three days ago five days ago i would have had them at one and then they lost some games and I looked at their half Man, court. Man, you really swing back and forth. Th- I'm realistic. You damn swing. I'm realistic. I don't. I don't. I don't do agendas. I don't do narratives. You know. Bullshit. <laughs> just <laughs> yes, bullshit. Just but, stick with your. But I was okay. I was looking at Miami's numbers, and they're like a very mediocre half court offense. Right and they now. turn out. They turn the ball over a little bit too much. So like, my I liking. I want to see if they can figure out some of their half court things because Bam has sort of regressed a little bit not in my opinion i i think he's taking more uh of an offensive kind of aggression it's which, like which i feel I like, like i feel like we have all projected him to keep taking leaps but maybe he's just the player that he was two years ago and you know that's just what he is he's not going to be joel and beat or, or you know better than whoever all those centers that you hate like he is he's just bam out of bio um the, i mean like i do think kyle lowry always takes it up a step you know like when it matters um so we'll see with that but i i, I do want to see like how they look but, yeah, for me, like, so I guess nothing really changes. But if it was a week ago, I would have put Miami number one. On the note of Joel Embiid, that might be the biggest thing that's changed for me is that the Sixers are, like, a really, like, I don't know if I'm willing to put them up there, like, oh, they can go fuck with the Heat or they can go fuck with the Bucks or even the Nets, right? Maybe the Nets, the way they've looked thus far. But come playoff time, probably not. But the Sixers are really damn good. And a lot of that has to do with Tyrese. Tyrese Max. He is out of his, you talk about most improved players this year. 
Tyrese Maxey, you usually don't give it to second-year guards, but the leap that he's taken, dude is a hooper. Yeah. He can play. He can yeah. play. And you got a lot of shooting around Joel Embiid. You have finally some space for him to work with. And it's like, damn, if you could really just get something decent back for Ben Simmons right now, you might be able to I fuck around why, some of the top teams in the East. Why don't you take that C.J. McCollum that was on exactly. the table, man? Like, that's... He's just being yeah. petty. Darren yeah, Moore's he, being he is, very petty. And what do you, so what do you guys think about uh Jalen Brown that Jalen Brown Ben Simmons thing? If you could do it, send that shit. No, no, tomorrow. no, not 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 Philly, but the Celtics. I think that's an interesting topic because you take them individually. I, I say, no, I want Jalen Brown. But with the team, you know, I, I don't know. How you do might, how you, you might have that, to try it. You might just have to try it at this and point. And ask for extra compensation. Maybe. See if you can get like I, I don't know how much more they can get. Just on Philly, it'd be interesting. I guess like you're not just giving me Ben Simmons; you're yeah, giving me maybe more like Thibault. I don't know. There's Thibault and I a pick. Oh, I don't know that. That might be a little too much. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, if I'm parting ways with a guy like Jalen Brown, and as good as I think Ben Simmons is personally, it's a little bit too uncertain for me to go give away like a very, very like certain you know what you're getting commodity in Jalen Brown for a guy that's like. I'm not exactly sure how that fits into what I'm trying to do yeah. here if I'm the Celtics. And I don't know if Jalen is what Philly needs. I think oh, I think be a, I think it'd be, be a great fit. He can play in the pick and roll. He can play, you know, he can shoot from the outside. He could. You could just you turn know, get Toby his buckets. into like a super spot up shooter at that point because it's mm-hmm. like you don't need him to um, put the ball on the floor and actually go get a bucket anymore. And he if you just stuck him in the corner, not to say that that's <laughs> stuck him in the corner. Not, for not to say that's the total max like, money, bro. Like right. that's that's but so like, disappointing. Then you'd be a fucking really good team. You're talking yeah. about Jalen Brown shooters, Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, Tyrese yeah. Maxey. At the you'd be a really yeah. damn. And good shout out team. to Seth Curry. He's become he's ridiculous. Like more than just a shooter now. I don't know why the the Trailblazers let him go initially, and then the Mavs. And he's then, the most underpaid player in the game right now. I really yeah. wanted him two off seasons ago. Yeah. Would have been a perfect fit next to, Super next to Brown Brown. All right. I think that'll do it for this episode. Yeah. Hit the three. We got the bet or not? I'll make the bet I, with you. I have. Um, I already have the emotional investment. I, that, bro, I they will make something. the. Julio, look at. I will make the bet with you. The Warriors, barring injury. No, if some bro, injuries happen. All right. With the bets off. But the Warriors will make it farther than the Lakers. Make the no, bet I'm with not, me right now. Bro, the Jazz might beat us. I don't know. Bro, why are you so it's confident talking to him? The, it, 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 it's matchups. If the it's Jazz, matchups. if you think the Jazz beat the Lakers, I'm even more confident. The so all, you you only all make right. this this only happens if the Warriors and the Lakers meet head up. Yep. I still make that bet with okay. you. Okay. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. They meet head up. Let's do it. Warriors win. Let's Shake my it. hand. All right. The hands have been shaken behind the microphones. There you go. See, when I bet with my favorite team, I only hedge bets. But anyways, this will do it for this episode of Hoop and Holler. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. We'll be out with new episodes soon. But in the meantime, um, check us out at our socials and our own personal socials if you can find them. It's too too long to spell them all out. Um, Again, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. This has been the Hoop and Holler podcast.